Welcome to the Dental Implant Podcast with your host, Pav Kara, your source of knowledge for all things relating to dental implants. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something valuable. I hope. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Dental Implant Podcast, and thank you for listening in wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is that you're, uh, that you're listening to us. Uh, so I wanted to introduce uh, Dr. Danny Yao uh, today, and Danny and I have just connected quite recently, uh, um, and I'm actually really excited to speak to Danny today. Um, for those of you who know me, you know that I've uh, uh, used photogametry a lot uh, uh, for my full arch cases. There are good things about photogametry. One of the big downsides about photogametry is it's very, very expensive. Um, and Danny has a system where you can get predictable full arch scanning using an, an intraoral scanner. Now, uh, I don't know much about Danny's background. I said we've just connected recently. So I'm actually looking forward to learning about him more and, uh, and, 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 and learning more about the system as well. So Danny, just to start with, could you uh, kindly introduce yourselves to us? Yeah. Um, first of all, um, I appreciate the, the, the respect, but unfortunately, I'm actually not a doctor. Um, <laughs> I am uh, one of two co-founders of our business, Digital Arches. Um, my co-founder is actually a prosthodontist. Um, and he is the one that came up with the initial concept of the device about four years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've been, we worked on it from then on. I'll tell you a little bit more about him later, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, it's, it's kind of just been a journey of taking what his design was taking both of our experiences and our, our, the stuff that we kind of understood about the full arch world and, and what we were, where it was going and, and being able to create the product that we did. But um, I'm sure we'll get into all of that, but uh, um, as far as where I'm from, exactly what I did is um, I've been in the dental industry. I started in like pharmaceutical sales and stuff like that. I was a bio major in college, <clears throat> but eventually I got into the dental industry, started selling dental implants for a Korean company, and then ended up at Dentsply for a while. At Strawman, I was a university rep where I actually met my co-founder. He was a resident at UCLA, um, Proced- uh, Advanced Pros, and um uh, from there, I went to NDX and Sequence, which was the company that basically started and, and created the full, first stackable guide system for full arch cases. Um, and during my time there was when uh, my, my co-founder and I started working on, on OptiSplint. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a harrowing journey. We, we launched it in August of 2022. You know, we had our first big partnership with Road Dental Lab in December. Um, before that, we had just zero interest, zero sales. Um, and then it's just completely shot, uh, taking a trajectory that I, I didn't expect over the last few months. So to be able to even be talking to somebody across the pond um, is, is, is pretty amazing and pretty surreal for me right now. So I'm excited to be well, you, here. Well, you, you, you're going to have listeners all over the, all over the globe because um, on, my, on, on the podcast platform that I use, it's really, really, really fascinating is it gives like a, a world map and it gives little mm. hotspots where people are listening from. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so honored and I find it fascinating that people are listening from all sorts of places. That is like, so uh, cool. And it's, it's cool because you can zoom in and you can, you know, I was yeah. like, I wonder if I know that person. Do I know that <laughs> but there's uh, a wait. definite appetite for innovation. And, and, and yes. you know, I was looking at all the topics of your, your podcast. I admit I haven't, I haven't listened uh, fully to all of them yet, but like, 
um, I did, you know, kind of dabble through a few of them. And I, it's just cool to see all of the neat things that you're, 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 you're talking about that a lot of people aren't really um, the yeah. new types of technologies that are out there. So it, it's, it's cool. And I feel, I feel like, Oh, wow. Like he's talking about the technology that we brought to the world and as, as something that's, that's uh, equivalent to all the other things he's talk about talking yeah. about. So that's really cool. So, so Danny, I, I, I refer to myself as a full blown titanium nerd. So. <laughs> I like it. So let, 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 let's kind of like take half a step back so that the listeners understand what we're talking about because we get listeners of, of uh, differing levels of experience. Absolutely. Some clients want to get into it. Other people are very proficient uh, uh, places. So we're specifically talking about uh, Full Arch. And one of the issues that you historically have in Full Arch is how do you get a prosthesis that's passive? Mm-hmm. And prostheses have to be passive because otherwise it causes all sorts of potential problems further down the line. Historically, what would what you would do is you would take an analog impression, and you can take that in uh, uh, in plaster. You can take it in whatever uh, putty wash combination that you want. And then normally, what we do is we have what's called the verification jig made. And this verification jig, it's it's normally either pickup cylinders or titanium cylinders, which are they're stuck together. Quite often, people use Duralay, but Duralay shrinks a lot. Shouldn't be using it because then it's passive on the. Uh, uh, it will feel passive, but it's not truly passive. And then what you have to do is, as a dentist, you get that back. You try it in the mouth. If it's there are certain tests that you do. If it's not passive, you start chopping it up. You take another impression, and it gets to the point where it's just like, well, you know, sometimes it, it can be four or five visits just to get the uh, um, uh, just to get that passive. And because there's so many steps, there's potential inaccuracies that you can in, include at each step. So this is where photogametry comes in really nicely. So photogametry is you put these scan flags onto the multi-unit abutments and you effectively wave a camera outside of the patient's mouth. It's extra oral scanning. What the photogametry system does is it gives you a set of coordinates between all of the scan flags. So it's actually quite a small file, and it, it tells the, the, the reading software this is where all the scan flags are in relation to each other, and it's generally uh, uh, very, very, uh, very, very accurate. So one of the issues that you have with um, intraoral scanning is because it's stitching and overlaying, when you've got long distances, long spans between implants, it it, it, it struggles in, in that span because it's got nothing in inverted commas to look at. And this is where OptiSplint comes in. Um, my work's changed recently. I'm 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 I, I'm now focusing on the academy. I'm teaching and mentoring uh, a lot more. So I go practice to practice helping people do full arches. And then when I came across uh, OptiSplint, I was like, wow, that is such a brilliant idea. Uh, and in, in a moment, I'm going to pass over to Danny. But effectively, what, what you have is you have a system where you have specialized uh, flags which sit on top of the healing uh, abutments. And then you can you get it's, it's almost like a, a honeycomb type lattice that you can adhere to it. And it gives the intraoral scanner a pathway to follow very, very predictably. So it's 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 using it, intraoral scanning in a te- it, but using it in a technique where you can gain the accuracy of what you want. So this is where I need to pass over to Danny because he knows much more about this. Danny, could you tell me if I've got it right? Can you tell me the accuracy mm. level between uh, OptiSplint and, uh, and photogametry? Let's get into it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we were developing this, the, 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 the primary goal we wanted to get to was the same goal that, that photogrammetry was able to achieve, is removing the human factor of, achieve, of, of uh, attaining the implant positions relative to each other, right? And, and being able to digitize that in a, in a, into ExoCAD or whatever design software that you're using so that you can create a prosthesis very fast and efficiency. And that, that, that human factor is always going to be there regardless of, of how you do intraoral scanning. Things like Nexus iOS and all these other systems that are coming out where it's just a scan body. Um, it's just a different way of scanning. There's a lot of scan bodies out there that are just longer. They're overlapping. They're kind of going to each other. They all provide this bridge across the arch, right, for you to be able to scan. And so what we did was we we kind of went, took a step back and said, hey, we need to create a, we wanted to create something that dental labs could use. Because one thing that we really noticed was um, photogrammetry, as much as it's being used here in the United States, it wasn't being adopted by dental labs. <clears throat> and we asked ourselves why. And so we talked to a lot of dental labs and they said, at the end of the day, we have to be able to have an insurance policy when we make something that it's going to fit back in the patient's mouth. And I cannot give up my model for that. And everybody's talking about, you know, modelist dentistry, modelist dentistry, modelist dentistry. So we thought, hey, we need to have a digital solution, right? A digital analog solution, something that will give them the ability to do both. So we aren't necessarily fixing intraoral scanning and making intraoral scanning more accurate. We're actually sidestepping intraoral scanning, the inaccuracies, the human factor of intraoral scanning, and giving you something that you could actually scan outside the mouth instead of just inside the mouth. So if you think about the workflow with photogrammetry, right, you have to take the first scan with, <clears throat> with, uh, with the teeth and, and the fiducial marker, right? Usually it's uh, a palatal markers or you have some bone reduction guide or something like that. Um, you know, we've tried using the Yomi bone link. There's all kinds of things that you could use as a fiducial marker, right? Um, and you scan your teeth with that, the existing dentation with that. And then you, you remove your teeth, you place your implants, you place your MUAs. And then at that point, you have to either place healing caps or you could place the opti splint and you scan that um, the, those healing caps, the opti splint with that same fiducial marker again. So you have a breadcrumb going back to your 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 pre-op record and the design that you made for your wax up. Right. And then now you're able to kind of import the implant positions that way through either photogrammetry, which will give you a very accurate digital you know, representation of your implant positions or with OptiSplint. And so with photogrammetry, you would have to take a third intraoral scan, right? You're, you're putting those scan flags in and you're taking that third intraoral scan. Well, with OptiSplint, you're actually taking your third scan extra orally. And because you can have a much more predictable, like we've seen in studies, you know, the, most studies for intraoral scanning, the accuracy of intraoral scanning are being done extraorally, right? They're doing, they're being done in vitro, right? Basically. And, and most of those studies will actually show you that um, the accuracy of intraoral scanning, if you're scanning a, a, like a, a reasonable path, like the way you explained intraoral scanning is perfect. It's stitching everything together, right? And imagine how most people scan with an intraoral scanner. They're always looking for a new path. They're always looking for new data to scan because that's what you're trying to do. So most people will scan one path and it's stitching one path from the front all the way to the back. And they're not overlapping. They're not thinking, I need to overlap scans in order to get, create more accuracy, right? And yeah. <clears throat> when you're doing it intraorally, you're all because your patient's pushing you. It's hard to the tongue there. There's all this blood and saliva there. You're kind of pressured to capture as much as, as you can as quickly as you can. Whereas with 
and, and you have to bring it really close to be able to capture that data. When you're able to do it on a tabletop, you can kind of hold it up a little higher, get, get a little bit more data on each every single one, and you could do more of those overlapping scans to get a higher accuracy there. Yeah. And when you do that, you actually see the studies actually show um, you know, about 40 to 50 microns of accuracy. Now, photogrammetry, I understand, they always tell you that their accuracy is single-digit microns, right? That's what everybody believes. That's what everybody is subscribing to. But that's that's actually just trueness. That's not actually accuracy. Trueness is, sorry, that, that's not that's precision, not not trueness. Um, precision is basically like if I put 10 scan or four scan bodies on a, on a model and scanned it with photogrammetry, what I would get is if I scanned it 10 straight times, I would get single-digit precision. But true to life is if I put four scan bodies on a model, remove those scan bodies, mix it up with my bag of eight scan bodies and put four more on and scan it in. That's true to life, right? So if I did that, the accuracy there is more closer to 50 to 60 microns of, of, of accuracy, of trueness, right? And the studies that do it that way are actually really kind of giving you the true, uh, the true accuracy of, of what, what photogrammetry is actually giving you. Ultimately, it's all it's all clinically irrelevant. If you're if you're doing within 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 microns even of, of accuracy, no no clinician in the world is going to notice a difference of, of that kind of accuracy, right? And so to a degree, the intraoral scanning extraorally and photogrammetry is is very similar in their in their actual accuracy of how um, of how well and how 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 well they capture the implant positions. But what you could you could actually take OptiSplit one step further. And you can even scan it in a lab scanner. And right, you can okay. buy a lab scanner for what three, four thousand dollars right now. Lab scanners mm -hmm. can scan, um, you know, stuff like that at four microns of accuracy today, ten microns of accuracy today. So you could actually get an even more accurate scan of OptiSplint, um, you know, once you've looted together at, outside the mouth without having to wrestle with a patient to get one more scan. Um, and and you're going to be able to get a really, really high accurate implant position scan out of that too. So while it's not fully an intraoral solution, I would almost argue that being able to take that third scan outside the mouth would be more user-friendly than taking that third yeah. scan intraorally. Yeah, no, I mean, that, 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 that makes total sense. Um, and I think what's 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 important to note here is something that that you said. It's it's it, for me. There's two aspects to it, Danny. There's there's human error, and then there's error at each step as well. Correct. If that makes sense. No, absolutely, you're right. The more that we can remove that human error, and the more that we can reduce the number of steps, mm -hmm. the, the the less likely we are, uh, the less likelihood we are to have a an error which is then translated forward and magnified. Yep. And it's all uh, added yeah. together, right? It's Absolutely. A, it's, it's error added on error at every step. Manufacturing error, uh, manufacturing of the records of the, uh, of the record um, parts, right? So like the scan bodies themselves, the, the, a lot of people don't even think about um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the manufacturing tolerances that you have to go through um, for implant parts, like implants typically are manufactured to 20 to 50 microns themselves. So the implant parts, you know, from the screw, the, the size of the screw hole that the screw goes into, that's about 25 to 30 to 50 microns of any, it could be in any X, Y position, right? And then the accuracy of the actual capturing of the data, the accuracy. So every single one of those steps, you're absolutely right. All of that is summed together at the end when you make your prosthesis. 
So being able to minimize those number of steps and minimizing the amount of accuracy at each one of those steps is definitely critical to main, making sure that you're within that passive fitting criteria of whatever you want to define it at, right? We had a, we have Brandemark who first defined it at, at 10 microns of accuracy of, of, of being of being truly passive, right? Which is basically impossible. To studies that we show now, like, may, you know, a clinician typically can't really notice a lot of something that's not passive unless it's more than 100 microns um, off. So that's our range, right? That's what we have to work in. Absolutely. I, I think the other aspect to note as well is we're not talking about this is going to resolve all of your issues. I think that, that I think that's that that's a very very dangerous claim to make. Um, and let me give you an example of this: is when I when I uh, when I increased the number of full arches that I was doing, part of my learning curve, I, I use Southern Coaxis, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful system, particularly for full arch, because it lets me do the angle correction subcrestally, and then I get to put a straight multi-unit on. I don't mess around with angled multi-unit. One of the first cases that I did is I had the coaxis pointing in the wrong direction, because in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to increase AP spread. Mm. Uh, but what ended up happening is in, instead of correcting an angle conflict, conflict mm-hmm. I increased an angle conflict. Yeah, and we ended up with problems with passivity because of the angle conflicts between implants. It was correcting the, the wrong direction. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that's really, really, really important. It's it is not just putting your implants in. Mm-hmm. It is not just oh, I found a little bit of bone here, and mm-hmm. I can kind of like get it relatively uh, parallel across the arch. You really, you really need to be no more than twelve to fifteen degrees uh, in angulation between any implant, either uh, ideally, uh, yeah, absolutely, from left to right or anterior posteriorly. Really, what you want is you want all your implants to be as parallel as possible. Whether that's, whether that's you, you've used multi-units or whatever it is, that's absolutely fine. But even with multi-units, if your angles are too divergent, then even if you use OptiSplint or you use photogrammetry or you use whatever system, you're not going to have a passive prosthesis because you're asking metal to bend on the path of that's insertion, true. which is just not going to happen. Well, that's one so, of those things uh, where uh, that's actually... Uh, you're you're absolutely right about that, but that's actually one of those things that our, our, the, our good friend Mark that 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 uh, put us together on. He he he. I think he distributes uh, True Abutment out in the UK. Um, they they actually have a really neat solution where you can custom make an MUA to um, actually correct your angle to any degree. So um, you know if you do get into those situations, and I'm not saying you should, <laughs> um, <laughs> there are solutions out there um, that that you can actually. Um, be able to help you create it and make sure that you don't have to settle for a bad MUA position for full arch cases. Um, and you know, it, it, it is really neat, but you're absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, photogrammetry opti split, it is one small piece of the puzzle. It's a very important piece of the puzzle. Don't get me wrong, but there's this whole workflow that, that you have to understand this digital workflow for full arch that, that, you know, you, you don't just get from buying a product, you know, and, and you know, right now, I, some of you may be familiar, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at this full arch master's course with Ryan Dunlop. Um, and he was one of the first guys a long time ago that um, started doing this workflow with photogrammetry. He's one of the people that we were doing a lot of research with um, in the beginning. And, you know, I connected with him in December is when he first started using OptiSplit. And now he's teaching it as a, at his courses now as well. Um, but, 
without him, like without him actually pushing this workflow forward and other guys like you showing people how to do this workflow, the, the, this product can't exist. I can't, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had where people just completely, they, they understand that it's important. They under, they have no clue how it fits in. They just think, oh, it's like photogrammetry. If I have OptiSplint, then all my problems are solved. No, no, it's not like that. It's, cool. you really do have to under, like get good education from high quality education centers. And I'm sure, you know, what you're doing out there in the UK is, is just as amazing as what they're doing here at Full Arch Masters. Um, that is so important to be able to do is come to one of these courses, come to somebody that really has not just like, is not just telling you how to do it because they did it a couple times, but somebody that has gone through the pain of exactly what you're describing of these mistakes that they've made along the way, but really learn from them and, and want sincerely to, to pass on the knowledge that they have um, and <clears throat> from, you know, whether it's making those mistakes or the experience that they've had. And I, I you know, I speak, I, you know, I, lo I love hearing it even when, you know, clinicians like you are, are always, you know, are willing to share your, your struggles as much as your um, successes. You know, it's not just the Facebook world out there, right? You know, I was speaking to a friend of mine who turned around and said to me, he said, Pav, he said, if you do your job correct as a mentor, he said, your mentees will never truly appreciate you. He mm -hmm. said, because he said, you appreciate what you've done in implants because you've had your fingers burnt so many times. You've mm -hmm. had so many complications. You've been, uh, you know, you, you've had uh, patients complain. He said, the whole point of you mentoring people is you want them to bypass all of that. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you bypass all of that and they don't have the pain, he said, they'll never truly appreciate you. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I mean, I should let them get into trouble. He goes, no, no, no that's not my but, it, but it, it, it is, you're right. You know, it's, um, you know, the, 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 there's a level of confidence that comes when you've messed it up enough times to mm -hmm. and that, that you know how to fix it. And it also gets to the point where in really extreme cases, it's kind of like, well, what's your plan? It's like, I'm not sure because I don't know what I'm going to be left with when I go in. Because mm -hmm. I've got implants to move, I've got infection to deal with. Right. I know I've got some islands of bone, but I don't know how easy it's going to be to take these uh, uh, implants out. I don't know what I'm going to have left when I do the infection. And you're still not stressed about it. You're just comfortable uh, going in, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's that, that's one of the things that my mentors instilled with me. Is I said, you know, stick to it, keep learning, keep learning, and you know, they said you'll still have nightmare cases, but they said, you know, you, you'll, you'll just manage the the complications in whilst you're doing surgery. Right. Danny, one thing I wanted to ask you is, what data do you have? What studies have you done? And are there any independent studies? showing the accuracy between, uh, let's call it a typical analog workflow versus photogrammetry versus optis point. What scientific evidence is there behind it? So actually, well, that's all stuff that we're working on. I mean, to be honest with you, our latest version of OptiSplint was finished in, in this past summer um, of 2022. Um, and so having to to start that, our, we were just finishing up our first technique article that we're going to be um, that we're going to be um, uh, publishing in the journal of Pross. My co-founder, um, Dr. Russell Crockett, he is the uh, kind of the the, the per person that's pretty much in charge of that. Um, we do have some some independent, more independent studies coming from uh, uh, Dr. Isaac Towell. He's going to be writing an article in Dentistry Today. Obviously, that's not a study, but um, you know, we 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 have a lot of uh, schools and universities here that are looking at trying this. The hard part is working with um, institutions and people that do a lot of studies that understand this full arch digital workflow that can do it right. 
um, and, and being able to say, okay, well, let's do this this head to head. And a lot of people are a lot of people that are in this world are just doing full arch cases. They're just doing them constantly, and it, it's hard for them to slow down and kind of do a study, right? Because in this world, they're just they're they're producing. They're 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 the most successful dentists here in the United States, frankly, you know. And it's like, okay, well, can you like help me do a study here? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do a study. And then you 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 talk to them about three months later, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I wish I had, you know, I wanted to get to that, but I just haven't had time. I've been I had five cases last week and two cases, you know, this yeah, you know, just yesterday, right? And it's just like, okay, well, you know, we'll do our best. But what I can tell you is. Um, and this is what I've been telling everybody is that we are the only, um, you know, solution out there for, for, um, giving you relative implant positions that will guarantee the, the, the results that you're going to get and the fit that you're going to get with when you're using OptiSplint. So if, you know, if for any reason, if you, you know, make a prosthesis and it doesn't fit your patient, then give me a call, you send me an email. I will refund you for the kit. I will replace that kit free of charge, whichever one of those things you want, um, because I want to be able to learn from that situation. Here in the U.S., we've sold about 800 kits, and uh, I've had two situations where I had to do that. One was the doctor took the intraoral scan and made the fi- made the temporary from the intraoral scan. It didn't fit, and he he thought he was um, he thought he was done. Like he he had no idea um, that he just thought I thought this was going to work this way, right? Um, and I was like, oh, I, you know, I'm sorry. It was my fault. I didn't train you well enough to tell you that you need to do that scan outside the mouth. And every single one after that, um, he got per- a perfect fitting prosthesis because I, I showed him how to do that scan. The only other one was I, you know, honestly, I had a, I had a wrong screw in the kit. I had, I, the kit was labeled a Nobel kit and it had Balrezin screws in it. And I had to replace that one. It was an honest mistake because... Quite frankly, I'm, I am running a startup here and me and my wife are the two that are doing all the packaging. Um, you know, so, but other than that, I mean, Rode Dental Lab um, has sold about 300, 300 to 400 kits themselves. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we, we've sold about the same amount um, from our website and we haven't had a single other person call us back that's saying something hasn't fit um, properly. And so we are guaranteeing the fit of these. Um, so I, I do hope that we will have those studies coming up. I do anticipate that, you know, that, that doctors will be very interested in studying this once there's more people catching up to these workflows and, uh, and really truly understanding that. But yeah, it's, it is, they are coming and I do hope they, they do come out soon. Danny, thank you so much. Um, so obviously in, in, in the US um, and Canada, uh, if, if people want to know more about this, uh, what what's what what's the best place that they can reach out to you? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, my website is uh, digitalarches.com. Um, you know, we 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 have an online store there. We do ship worldwide, um, so you're welcome to come to our website. There is a very minimal amount of information, unfortunately, on our website because you know I'm literally three you know three months for actually even having my first sale out there, um, or four months I guess now. Um, and, uh, we're, 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 you know, we're building, we're trying to get to even our own office and build our team. I mean, this is a startup through and through. Um, but that's, but- that's most exciting because <laughs> that, you know, then I or watch you grow, uh, cause I, I, I see this being huge. So in the UK, it's uh full arch dental is the UK. Correct. Supplier, yeah. Mark Croft out there, full arch dental is the UK distributor. Um, yeah. and, uh, he is going to be, uh, um, kind of the guy that everybody can contact out in the UK to get that, to get OptiSplint uh, for 
you know, any cases that they want to get them for. Um, we yeah. are working on some European distributors as well, but, and we'll, we can definitely check our website in the future to find out who those people are. Um, and we are working with some, uh, we are talking to some major implant companies as well, um, you know, uh, in terms of distribution as well. So there's, there's a lot of things kind of happening in the background that eventually, hopefully we, we will get out there and get more attention on it. But also if you're, if you're looking to see more videos, um, Row Dental Lab, our first big distributor here in the U.S., they actually made uh, about 38 videos on YouTube under their Grammetry brand for OptiSplint. Um, and so there's there's a lot of great videos that they've made. Um, if you just look on YouTube for um, OptiSplint Grammetry, if you take out the photo in photogrammetry, um, and you'll actually see a, you know almost 40 videos there. And I think they're doing a follow-up uh, education pretty soon webinar on OptiSplit on the data and the results that they've had over the last several months of using it with their with their customer base. Um, and they truly have had like a, a lot of success as a dental lab, um, you know, pushing OptiSplit out there and, 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 and really kind of embracing this new, you know, opportunity and this new way of doing full arches um, for any, any kind of doctor, so. Yeah, and I think, um, so, from my perspective, I've got, I, I think three of my mentees, we've got four full arches lined up. So I'm, I'm oh, teaching great. them to full arches and I'm planning on using OptisLink with, with all of these. So I'll, yeah. I will let you know how I get on. But That's excellent. I will, I will make people aware as well that one of the reasons why, uh, you know, because people may turn around and say, well, you know, if, if photogrammetry is that good, why, 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 why don't we just use that? Uh, you're more than welcome to. It's just very, very expensive. I think I don't know what the cost is at the moment. I know um, uh, here in the US, it's about fifty-five thousand dollars for an iCam. Um, yeah, it's about thirty-five thousand dollars for um, one of the newer versions called the Micron Mapper. But here's the thing, yeah. though: my biggest customer base right now are guys that have either already ordered photogrammetry and are waiting for it, um, or or have a photogrammetry machine that is not functional right now. Um, so even if you do have photogrammetry, um, I have a distributor here in the U.S. He also distributes an ICAM. He includes OptiSplint kits with every single one of his photogrammetry sales. The reason why is because you never know. If you're one of these doctors that are doing, like you, like doing a lot of large cases on a day-to-day -day basis, imagine if you had a patient coming in and you couldn't get your photogrammetry machine to work. What would you do? Right? Yeah. You wouldn't want to go back to this analog way. And I think what's important to highlight as well is neither of us here are sat here turning around and saying photogrammetry is bad. We're saying we're saying it's good. It we're works. just saying that this is the, this is just a different solution. That's mm -hmm. all that it is. Absolutely. Um, so it's it's uh, because photogrammetry is expensive. The, the the scan flags do wear, and you do need to replace them, and they are expensive in themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> for a full art critic, it's it, it's absolutely fine. They, they they can very easily make that work, but. You know, for for your average dentist who isn't doing that many, this is, I, I, and this is why I reached out to Danny. I just thought it was such a clever, clever, clever system, and it's just erasing a lot of issues. And uh, but it's, it's it's just combining different workflows. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, and I think that the, the the analog days will be gone within within the next few years. We're moving more and more towards digital. Mm -hmm. um, I think the more that we move towards the digital process, the old ways they're just going to be they're, they're just going to fall by the wayside. Um, and it's 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 other things as well, just like 
like doing denture conversions. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It doesn't when, need when, to be done anymore, frankly. I mean, it's, it's yeah. especially when like right now I'm working with implant companies to try to get a direct to implant version of OptiSplint and working. I don't, and what I want to do is I want to work with them directly. I don't want to work with, um, you know, a third party, I would prefer not to work with a third party manufacturer to make a version of OptiSplint that would fit all these different implant systems directly. I want to work directly with these implant companies so that they can make their connection, so they can make that accurate record and help me make that accurate record for these full arch cases where this relative implant position is so critical to their success. Um, and, and ultimately, it works um, really well with these implant companies because our kits are disposable. They are a one-time use kit. They aren't reusable. Um, and, and that's really, to me, is like a lot of people are like, well, why can't we reuse your kit? Why, why can't I just keep reusing a scan body, remove the, somehow remove the looting material from the frame and, and the scan bodies and reuse it again on another patient? Well, it's, well one, it's made out of aluminum. And so it's the, the, the durableness of it over several cases is not going to hold up. And two, frankly, we, we really tried very hard to make sure that it is very, very cost effective. I mean, the average cost of OptiSplit is about $400 in the US, um, and which is the exact same cost as a verification jig if a lab made it for you. Um, and, and so we wanted to maintain and keep that price. And yes, if you did 100, 200 of them, you would be doing, you would, be, you would end up paying a good amount of money, maybe even close to the cost of a photogrammetry machine. Um, but at the end of the day, this is the only other option that gives you similar accuracy to photogrammetry. And because we're single use, Every single kit is going to be um, my manufacturing tolerance of uh, that, that high tolerance that I manufactured with, right? And if you reuse something over and over again, when do you know that it's not accurate anymore? You, you, it's impossible to know. And I can tell you, most of the photogrammetry customers that I've worked with, I asked them, when was the last time you switched out your, your, your scan flags? And they said, uh, I can't even remember. I, I bought it two years ago. I don't think I have switched them out. It's still... It still seems fine, but I and I asked him, well, how do you know it's fine? Well, it, it feels fine, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's it, it's it's the problem isn't that photogrammetry isn't accurate; it's very accurate, but you just don't know when it stops becoming accurate. Um, and, and with OptiSplint, that's that's the difference between them being able to guarantee every single case and me being able to guarantee every, every single case, right? Because I'm giving you something brand new that you can work with. Every single case comes with a brand new guarantee, right? Um, and that's why I'm able to kind of say, hey, if you have any issues with it, if there's any manufacturing issues that, that, I, that I made, I'm happy to return a kit. I'm happy to replace that kit uh, um, because th that's the only failure point for me, right? And for me, Danny, that 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 just shows confidence on your on 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 your part. You know, when somebody uh, or when somebody gives like that type of guarantee, it just shows that you know you, is you've looked at it the way that it's manufactured, whether it's designed that 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 you um, uh, uh, that 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 you totally believe in the system. Uh, what's what's important to recognize as well, and what's important for the listeners to recognize is. Everybody has a different um, risk profile. And by that, I mean, you've got people like me where I'll think it through. And if it seems sensible and if it seems logical, I'm happy to give it a try. Whereas other people, they want, they want 10 years data out of it. 
So sure. if you're listening to this and you're uncomfortable with it because you're doing verification jigs and that's working for you and this is too new for you, understand there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. We're not saying there's anything wrong mm-hmm. with that. Okay, that's just that's just how you you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and you have like I said, people on the opposite end of it. That that's that that's not a right or wrong. So some people will be listening to this and that that the, they'll be turning around and saying, "I'm not comfortable with that." That's fine. That's not a problem at all. But I just want it. I, the reason why I wanted this is because I want it on people's radar so that you yeah. start looking at it. So it may be that you know it may be that oh I've got a case coming up less, next week. Let's try it. Or it may be that, you know, I'm going to keep my eye on this and see what happens over the next few years. Whatever's comfortable for you. I'm not here I'm not here demanding that you uh, 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 hand in your photogrammetry kits. Anything like this. This is just a conversation. This is just a conversation. But part of the reason why we developed it the way we ha- did also is because we wanted to give people the baby steps of, of transitioning, yeah. right, from a verification jig that they're – they so like all these labs, right? That that didn't want to give up their models. They wanted to have have some kind of model that they could check their prosthetics to before they hand it to the doctor, and so that they won't get their heads chewed off for for something that isn't passively fitting, right? And and so having our thing as basically being a scannable verification jig, right? Um, it is is exactly that. It gives them the option. If you want, you can pour a model. You don't have to. But you can, and you can use that model to validate your your manufacturing. If you want, you could use a tie base. You don't have to, but you can if you want. You know, whereas with 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 you know other ways of doing things, you know the analog way, you can't go fully modelless. It's impossible with photogrammetry. It's nearly impossible to have a model. You know, but yeah. but having with OptiSplit, it gives you kind of the best of both worlds. And, and, you know, within the digital workflow, it's plug and play with photogrammetry and with analog, you have the things that you feel like you need with analog, that model, that verification, that validation. Um, But you get to dabble into that world of, of, of digital, right? You can still do your, your convert. Like we have a lot of labs that just use us um, OptiSplit for their finals. They don't even use us. They still love to have their guy go out there on the day of surgery, do the conversion and then they wait until their final, they're ready for their final, and they just bring our kit to the final because they want that one visit. They don't want to be there for the for the finals, right? They want to be able to just yeah. use the OptiSplit kit and just make their final from there. They want to have their all of their interaction because that's the fun interaction, right, on the day of surgery. And so we have a lot of customers that are still doing it that way where, you know, these dental labs, they'll just go out, they'll send their guy, that's that, like really kind of their – I don't know, out here in the U.S., it's like this 50-year-old guy that's been that uses set teeth, and now he's converting dentures in every office, right? Um, yeah. And those—that's a guy that everybody loves to have in the office. The patients love him, you know, and they love talking shop with the doctor, and they have this great time converting the denture, and then, and then, yeah. But at that point, like the guy, that guy hates coming back, you know, to come to do that, <laughs> like cross mounting and all that stuff that they have to do to get that analog workflow from, you know, the, the temporary to the final. And so being yeah. able to skip all that with OptiSplit, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, and, and so that's part of the reason that we designed OptiSplit the way we did um, yeah. is to be able to get exactly what you were talking about. Give everybody those baby steps to kind of get to um, the next level. And, and, you know, we do hope and, we do hope that we can help as many people do that as possible. Fantastic. Danny, I really appreciate you joining me today. 
I've I've learned a lot. It's got my uh, it's got my brain ticking over. I've got plenty of ideas now, and I can't wait to give it a try. I'll let you know. I'll I'll let you know yeah, how I get on with. It. Can't wait to hear about it. You know, I mean, you know, you guys know how to reach me. Um, definitely uh, reach out on the website or reach out, um, you know, through, through Dr. Pav, have him get in contact with me as well. I'd love to hear about any, any and all cases that you guys are doing. And I do hope to come out um, with Mark to kind of see you guys soon and, and, and come to the UK and give you guys a visit because I would love yeah, to see it grow out in the UK as, as quickly as it has out here in the US. So I, I can't yeah. wait to, to partner with you guys. Fantastic. Look forward to it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So last thing, just before I sign off, um, folks, as you know, uh, the the Academy of Implant Excellence is up and running. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. I just want to say a big thank you to those who joined the Academy when it was just an idea. You know, when I first put it out there, people were just like, well, what are you covering implants? Well, how much detail are you going to go into? Not sure yet, but as much as I can. Um, and then it was like, when's it going to be ready? I'm not quite sure. You know, and these people took a, a, a big chance and uh, they helped me get the academy off the ground. The academy is going really well now. Uh, I'm very, very uh, uh, honored and pleased to say that the delegates are absolutely loving it. That cool. they are even the ones who are placing implants, they feel that they're getting so much information because I'm going into real depth. And then I'm giving you actionable steps at the end of uh, at the end of it as well. So, anybody who's listening who's interested in either starting to learn to place implants or ready to really take it up a gear, because I'm covering everything from the absolute basics all the way up to full arch. And Danny, I am going to do a segment on the Optus Point when it comes to the right. Love time, it. Okay, just so you know. <laughs> um, and uh, please visit academyofimplantexcellence.com. If you are based in the UK and you need help, you need mentoring, if you've got cases that you're struggling to do and you want uh, somebody like me uh, uh, in, in, in in your corner, old Mickey helping out Rocky, you <laughs> know, right. it's, uh, you can you, you can reach out to me again. Um, you can message me through uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, there's the Academy of Implant Excellence. There's Dr. Pavkera, and there's the Dental Implant Podcast as well. So it's very easy to 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 to, to get in contact. So it's the Academy of Implant Academy of Implant Excellence, and I'm absolutely loving it. So it's That's great, man. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, Danny. So a lot of my um, mentors were trained by Prof. Branemark himself. Wow. And Prof. Branemark, Prof. Branemark's um, philosophy was. You have to teach genuinely and wholeheartedly yeah. because a that's the best interest for the patients, yep. and b that's the only way that the that that the science truly grows, you know. Yeah. And um, that that that's why I'm putting so much into it. You know, a lot of people turn around and say, "Well, Pav, you know, um, I'm I you know uh, I'm I'm just getting into implants. I'm never going to do the complex stuff." Yeah. Well, quick bit of history: <laughs> when I first started placing implants, I was like. I'm I'm only going to do implants out of the aesthetic zone in field ridges. <laughs> choose the easy cases, and here I am doing quad zygos and sinus lifts and nerve lateralizations and graft everything in between because you fall in love with it. Absolutely, and yeah. that's and that's why that's why we're titanium nerds, and that's why the people are listening to this. So, if you don't mind me asking you, like, what this is one of the things that I've been able to that I've been super excited about since I launched this, this product is is meeting guys like you. That, that just have a passion for education, have a passion for, for educating other people. And it's, it's like, you know, I always hear it's like, you know, I just love 
seeing, you know, mentoring people, seeing the, 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 them kind of have those aha moments in life. Right. Exactly. Light bulb. Is like- but like, you know, I, I guess one of my question to you is like, when you look inside yourself, like what is the initial motivations uh, like personally, when you, when you thought of wanting to do this, like, what do you feel like is, what is it about you? I guess that makes you kind of push to do these kinds of things and this kind of education. I was really close to my grandfather as I was growing up and my dad's the youngest in his family. So mm-hmm. my oldest uncle could be my grandfather who's old enough. So my, my grandfather's quite a lot older still. And he was, um, he was his typical Sikh man. So he had the turban, big flowing beard <laughs> and he was a farmer all of his life. Yeah. So he was, he, he was, he, he was working man strong. He was slim. He didn't look muscular. didn't look like a bodybuilder, but he was like working man mm-hmm. strong. And he came over to my cousin's wedding in about, I think it's 1994, 95, something like that. And I was play fighting with him. And I was, back then I was, what, 15 years old, <laughs> something like that. And I was, a, uh, I was playing rugby. I was doing martial arts. So, you know, I was wow. fit and I was strong. And he put me in a headlock. <laughs> I laughed at him. I'm thinking, in my head, I'm thinking, yeah. really, old man, put me in the head. Like, he just, he just, and he just laughed back at me, and he just turned around and said, break my grip if you think you can. For 20 <laughs> minutes, I tried to break his grip, and I couldn't. So in my mind, because he, he, then he turned around and said to me, he said, listen, he said, all you have to do is admit defeat, and I'll let you go to I, Okay, you win, you win, you win, and he let me go. And up here, he's always been my Superman, mm-hmm. and – a couple of years after I graduated, he was in his he was in his twilight years, and I was speaking to him on the phone, and he said to me that if I come to see you, can you help me get rid of my dentures? Because he said I hate them. He said I've been wearing them for so long I can't eat properly, and this was before I was placing implants, and I I I couldn't help him, mm. and I never got to help him, and it broke my heart that I never got to help him because I was like I'm in the right profession, but I don't have the right skill set. Mm-hmm. And that's what ignited this fire to start learning implants. And that's why I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it to the point where my uh, my wedding ring's made out of titanium. <laughs> 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 the love of your life is... is... Honestly, honestly I, I, wake, I wake up in the... I, I swear, if I, if sweat, when I, when I snore, the words titanium, my surgery must... <laughs> so in my mind is if I train other dentists to yeah. place implants as well, yep. I'm helping more patients in my grandfather's name. So the more dentists that I train, the more dentists that I help them build the confidence to execute really good quality treatment. Yep. Um, it's, it, it, in, in my mind, what that does is, is it helps me keep my promise to myself that I will treat as many patients as I can, helping give them fixed teeth in memory of my grandfather. Because then it's not just me doing it, yeah. everybody that I've trained as well. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, I know it's a silly notion. I know it's no, what I love about your story. What I love about yeah. your story is it exemplifies the impact of men- mentorship, right? Of having exactly. somebody in your life that is impactful that, that could, uh, that, that makes a difference in their life that makes, that inspires them to do something that is not just for themselves, but better for the, the community that they're part of. Right. And that's the thing nice. that is, seems like a common thread amongst all of you guys that are, that are trying to do more education for people out in the world. There's a lot of guys out here sometimes that are doing education for the sake of, of personal gain or, or personal, uh, um, 
you know, um, uh, profile of being that, but the, the guys like you that really have a passion for education, there's, you can see the difference in their eyes when they talk about it. Right. You could see that there's something else there that's really driving them to make this, these things. And, and I do believe it's this, this, like, it's, it's the impact that somebody else made on them that is really yeah. driving them to become an impact to other people. And, and that's because so I've had it happen to me, right? Yep. Yeah, because I've had it happen to me. You know, my mentors, when they teach me through stuff, you know, I, is, there were times where, you know, I'd, I thought to myself, you know, I shouldn't be doing implants. I shouldn't be placing implants. You know, I have mm-hmm. a, a case that kicks my backside and it's like, you know, you, you go home in tears and you're like, forget it. You know, I'm going to start doing <laughs> endo instead. I'm going to start doing ortho something else. You know, and you speak to, to your mentors. And in fact, one of my one of my good friends, I remember that I I had a stint where I was having a lot of failures. Mm-hmm. And I knew it wasn't the implant system that I was using because he used this implant system and he got some very good re- uh, results with it. And I thought to myself, okay, it's obviously not the implant system. Therefore, it has to be me. And I was like, I, I've got to take my ego out of it. If I'm going to get to the bottom of this, because yeah. otherwise, if I say it's the implant system, move to another implant system, but it's me, I'm going to have the continued problems. Right. And I spoke to him on the phone and it was a half hour conversation and all he did was ask me questions and I, I just answered them myself. And then we eventually got to the point where it was just kind of like, well, I'm using the implants incorrectly because I'm not fully understanding the design of the implant and how it's mm. supposed to work. That's what was causing the issue. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, Stavros, I said to him, Stavros, I said, listen, man, I said, I can't thank you enough for, for this conversation. And he said, he said, I didn't tell you anything you didn't already know. He said, I just probed the knowledge that was already in there. Mm-hmm. And Stavros, he's a, he's a brilliant teacher. He's a brilliant mentor. If you ever meet him, you're going to love the guy, Danny. Oh. He is, it, the man sings opera. He's, he's <laughs> I've got so much love for this guy. Is cool. he, 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 the barbecues that he does, because he does Greek barbecue because wow. he's Greek. Yeah. Uh, his, his photography is phenomenal. It's, wow. it, I just, I, you know, I love it. I've got so many positive influences like that yeah. in my life. Um, you know, one, one of the guys who originally, uh, uh, two of the guys who originally taught me, uh, Richard Brookshaw and, uh, uh, and Riz Saeed as well, is they instilled with me as well. You know, even back then when I was training, they were just like, you know what, keep studying hard yeah. because – if you keep at it with this level of hunger, he said, you know, you've, you've got no option other than to be uh, a, an implant dentist and be successful. That's right. So yeah, I just, I, I, I just love it. It's fantastic. Right. It really is. Yeah. And that's been a blessing <laughs> of having this product is, is being able to partner yeah. with, with guys like you guys like that. You, you could like, it just inspires me more when I see and yeah. meet people like you guys and, and you see that glint in their eye when they see something that they're like, Oh, that's amazing. You know, I want to teach that to somebody as, soon as possible right uh and i want to be able to pass this on to somebody else because and 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 the thing that i that i've learned to love about OptiSplint especially is um you know it it, it's it's starting to feel more and more like this the product that i was meant to bring into this world right because um you know it it has this like enhancement effect uh, on on all these other people that that i work with you know from people that want to educate right it gives them a higher profile it gives them um, a bigger platform to talk about something new, something different. It, it, it gives, it allows them to bring in more people into this digital world of full arch because it's, it's more of an every man price point. Right. 
Um, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, from there, from even working with dental labs, like the labs that are implementing OptiSplint are seeing higher growth in their labs. Um, you know, the, the dentists that are using it are, are doing more cases because they do it in less time. It's just being able to, to kind of help usher in this, this enhancement for as many people and, and organizations as possible is the part that's driving me every single day for this. And, and, and being able to work with guys like you, being able to see like, oh yeah, this is, I'm going to do the same thing using your thing, you know, the, you know, to, 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 to build what I'm building, you know, being, being, yeah. using OpiSplint as a brick in my building. Right. Um, that's, it's like, wow, that's, that's, I, I love when we're continuing this path where we're continuing this, this kind of pay it forward kind of, um, mentality with a product because there's so many other products out there that you see that are just like there there's a take as as you buy it right or is there or there's a there's something that you're moving away or you know something that you're giving up to a degree right um and yeah. uh you know whereas i do feel like you're you i you know if there's any reason why you 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 would have to give up something for obviously like i would want to fix that you know <laughs> like so yeah, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to work with you guys. So let's let's, let's start doing more stuff. Danny, I, I, I know you said that this is a startup for you. I hope it goes really well. I think I I think it's a genius idea. I can't wait to try it. Uh, two of the cases that I've got lined up with my mentees, they're, they're Zygo cases as well, so they're going to be quite extensive. Cool. So I, I, can't, I can't wait to oh, do this. This, this is going to. Be I love seeing it on Zygo. It's so much fun to to see those photos of yeah. <laughs> I'm not a clinician, but I love those bloody photos, man. <laughs> so, folks, please, uh, uh, please do Google the OptiSplint. Um, uh, if I can help you at all with your implant training and/or mentoring, please do reach out to me. Uh, please do tell your uh, friends, family, colleagues. I don't care if they're not implant dentists. Still <laughs> tell them to listen to the podcast. It all helps. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Uh, I will speak to you all soon, Danny. Thank you so much for joining me. Today. Yeah. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun, and I hope to do it again sometime. <laughs>